Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Car Care for the Clueless, coming to you via the webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. I'm the author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how you can make money while maintaining your vehicle, and you can by listening to some of these tips that we give you over the airwaves. And I'm also an ASC certified technician and shop owner for the last, believe it or not, 17 years. Can't believe we passed our anniversary date. Time has gone quickly, and I've gathered a lot of examples and information for you throughout the years that I'd like to pass on to you through the radio show and through the book. Now that you know a little something about me, uh, let's take advantage of my experiences and learn about your personal vehicle. Today we're going to be getting together with a group of car owners that have visited my shop throughout the last couple of weeks, and they have a few questions for me regarding their vehicle, and we're going to answer them. We're going to give you an example why you need to take heed to what I have to say, and then you're going to save money on future car repairs if you listen very closely to my advice. Also joining us today is going to be our gadget guru, Peter Sudak, with another summertime gadget for your vehicle, an economically priced gadget at that. We've asked him to keep it uh, down and simple for us because, you know, everybody's on a tight budget and it's summer and we're trying to balance the checkbook and take a little bit of a vacation. So Peter's kept that in mind and he's keeping it pretty basic for us this summer. So let's go on to our first customer. Her name's Terry. She's originally from Connecticut and, like the rest of us, has relocated to Florida. And Terry has a question regarding what happens if you lose your brakes on the highway. Okay, we have Terry from Florida. And, Terry, what is your automotive question today? If your brake light comes on and you lose your brakes and you're on the highway, what do you do? Uh, very good safety question. You need to uh, take your foot off the accelerator and slow down, put your emergency hazards on, and get into the emergency lane as soon as you can. Roll to a stop, put the vehicle in park, call for uh, roadside assistance. Never drive with no brakes. Remember, nobody can get hurt if a car doesn't start. If a car doesn't stop, you have no brakes, people can get hurt or killed. It's not worth it. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a very good question Terry had for us. In one way or another, experienced drivers had the uh, misfortune of not having a brake pedal at one time or another in their driving career. And that's the best advice you can give is to just let the car roll to a stop, put your emergency lights on, and get off the road. If you're in the far left, uh, you know you're going to have to go into the median if you can. But just make sure that you're out of the line of traffic and please remember to use, please, please, please use those emergency flashers. If you don't know where they're at on your car, now's a good time to uh, go out and take a look. It's uh, one of the most important items on your car. People need to know what you're doing. And that is telling everyone that you have an emergency situation and to uh, please either go around you, back off, do something. But don't get near your car until you get it under control. Driving with your brake light on or your ABS light, that's a huge no-no. You just, you don't do it. I'm going to give you a prime example. We had a customer, unfortunately it wasn't one of our customers at the time, but they told us this story, and that's how they became our customer actually, is they were told that they were going to need brakes in the future, and that they could drive with the brake light on for the time being. 
Well, unfortunate for them, they uh, were going to go to the grocery store. There was parking at the very front of the store. And instead of stopping in the parking spot, they had no brakes and over the curb and right through the plate glass they went. Unfortunately, we saw the car when it was being towed in from the grocery store. They were pretty shook up. The people in the store were pretty shook up. And, you know, this all could have been avoided. Remember what I told Terry? If you cannot start a car, nobody gets hurt. If you cannot stop a car, people can get hurt, they can get killed, property gets damaged. It's just a mess, and you know, it's preventable by not driving with the brake light on. And remember, it's very important what type of brake material that you place on your car. And personally, at my shop, we just use Wagner brake parts, pads, brake fluid, brake components, brake hardware. Ask for Wagner brake parts for your car. It's a very high quality. Remember, you can't get hurt if you can't start your car, but you can injure, kill, or have property damage if you cannot stop, just like the example that we just gave you. So remember, ask for Wagner brakes. Let's go on to our next customer, Paul. He's from Florida, and Paul was asking about purchasing gas on the highways and byways while he's on vacation. We have Paul from Florida, and Paul has a question regarding his vehicle. And what uh, brands of gasoline uh, are recommended to get the best performance from your automobile? There is a grouping called Top Tier Fuels. Top Tier Fuels were the brainchild of six car manufacturers, General Motors, Toyota, Honda, as in your case you have a Honda, BMW, Audi, and VW. And they got together with the petroleum companies and they said, this is the formula we need to get the best performance and fuel economy out of our cars. And a handful came back and said, okay, we'll go online with you and we'll do what you're asking. Top Tier Fuel is regional. You'll have to ask your local ASC certified Blue Seal shop which Top Tier Fuel gas station is in your area. Another good idea is if you go on a trip to have a listing, so if you're out of state, you can always refer to the list. Thank you very much. The question Paul had, we had answered in the past quite a few times on the show, but, you know, it never gets old because using top-tier fuel means you're going to get superior fuel economy for your vehicle and better fuel economy, more MPGs, miles per gallon on the road, means that you're going to go farther in a tank of gas, which in turn means that you're not going to go to the gas station so often to fill up and you're going to have that extra dollar, two, three, or ten in your wallet. What a better place for it to be in your wallet, in your savings account, or buying a souvenir for Junior. I have an example about using top-tier fuel. I had a customer in, I would say, about three months ago. He had not been using top-tier fuel. The uh, intake got really nasty carbon coked up. It was actually kind of like the car trying to run with a hand over its mouth. We have a, a tool, and your shop should have it as well. It's a um, spore scope, but it looks more like when you would see your doctor when they do orthoscopic surgery and they have the little device that they can twist and bend in certain areas so they can see the joint or whatever. Well, we've got one for cars. So I took him out there and we showed him what the intake looked like. Well, he could have went to the expense that cleaned out the intake, but my recommendation was, first, let's switch fuels. Let's go to a top-tier fuel. And, you know, he did. 
And guess what? He said he doesn't have that little hesitation, little sputter anymore. His fuel economy went up tenfold. He couldn't believe how much his fuel economy, his MPG went up just because he's using top-tier fuel. And we went and we just took another peek with that scope, and you can actually see how much cleaner it is. You know, those top-tier fuels, they had additives from the manufacturer installed in the actual tank when you get gas right there at the gas station. I'm telling you, it works. So please try to stick with the top-tier fuel. I know it's a little bit more expensive, but if you do the math, you'll actually get a free tank of gas on, on paper. You can't ask them, of course. But on paper, you'll get this free tank of gas, and that's money in your pocket. That's money in your wallet. And just think, you're not going to be doing an intake cleaning or an injection flush because it's all coked up from this nasty carbon. And what is that now, guys? $150, $200 a pop at the dealer? More money in your pocket. How can you go wrong by using top-tier fuel? So uh, please make it a point, and it will serve you well. Our next customer, uh, actually, she thought she had a fuel-related question, but it turned out it's not. Uh, Marty from Florida, she's originally from the Philippines, but now resides in Florida. It's very, very hot in Florida right now. I mean, smothery hot. And normally we would have our summer rains, but unfortunately this year, we don't know where they're at. So we're suffering with the humidity. We got a lot of dust. We're getting the uh, sands from the Sahara. They're going to be coming over approximately in a few days. So that's going to be compounding it. And, yeah, they actually do fly across the Atlantic. And, yeah, you can see sand sitting around here in South Florida from the Sahara. It's a unique phenomena that occurs here. Getting back to what I was saying, there's no rain. The rain would wash this away. So with the rain not cooling down the afternoons or the evenings to make the mornings cooler, everybody's AC system in their car are working overtime. You would not believe the people that have come in that have AC issues, but they don't. They're phantom issues. And we're going to start off with Marty, and she's going to ask the question, and we're going to lead into a few more pointers on how to properly operate your climate control, your AC heat and vent in your car. We have Marty with us today. What is your automotive question, Marty? About the air conditioning. I want to ask if I can put it in normal or max. When it is very warm out, like it has been, best to keep it in the maximum or recirculation mode. And the reason why you do this, it closes the door for the outside air to come in, the fresh air blend door, and it recirculates that already cold air inside. When you have the fresh air door open, that introduces all that high humidity, that hot air coming in, and that makes it harder for it to cool down in your car. And this way you're not wasting any gas. This is strictly so the outside air does not come in. So keep it on max in the summer, okay? Thank you very much. That Thank helps? you. Mm -hmm. That's help. Okay. That's very good. Thank you. And remember when it comes to air conditioning, the refrigerant that you want to ask for by name is 134A by DuPont. Everything else is well, just a substitution. So remember DuPont 134A for your air conditioning systems in your car. Okay, I'm going to give you an example of what I was talking about with Marty. My neighbor came over to me a couple of days ago, and they were complaining that their AC wasn't cooling like it should. And I says, well, how warm is it? And they says, well, it's really warm in there. So like a lot of vehicles, which I've been doing recently, before we even bring them in for an appointment, I go out there with an infrared gun. An infrared gun measures heat, how much heat is radiating off a specific item. And in this case, we're going to be measuring the heat or 
cold coming out of the uh, vents, the climate control vents on the dash. I went over to his vehicle and put the infrared gun on the vent and let it sit there and get all that nasty hot air out of the vents and explain to him that you need to put the windows down for the first couple of minutes because the AC system will cool down 90 degrees much quicker than it will 180 degrees. Remember, those cars do heat up in the sun, and they can get up to 180 degrees easily without fail, especially in southern climates. Got that all cooled off, and that took maybe two or three minutes. And then we started getting the real reading. In his case, the recirculation, which is a little car with a little arrow with a circle inside the car symbol on the dash. Needless to say, with a full blast, we got the car down to... 56. Well, I showed him a little trick. I says, you know, very hot out there and the sun's beating on the car and the car needs to be moving forward because there's an AC component in the front of the car which really benefits when the air travels across it, even though there's fans on it, which is called a condenser. To make a long story short, I said, uh, but I'll show you another trick. And instead of having that fan on full blast, I put it down to uh, the middle setting. And I says, even though you're not getting the air flow out of it, you're going to get even colder air. And I showed him, and it went down to uh, 47 degrees at that point. And I explained to him, it's that ice cube with a fan in front of it that you've seen in old movies. It's the same concept. The fan blows across something extremely cold, and delivers cold air to you, just like the fan with the ice cube in the Laurel and Hardy movies or Three Stooges. Same concept. That was their early AC. Blow that air across the ice cube, and you get cold air on the other side. So I said, now that you have the fan on a lower speed, you get a heavier concentration of cold air because it's not pushing that out as fast as it manufactures it. It actually has a chance to sit there and really chill and to pop it through there. So that's good for any car or truck. Once you get the hot air out of the vehicle and it's starting to get comfortable, turn that fan down a little bit more and uh, drop that 6, 8, 10 degrees even more and see how nice and cool it gets inside. But remember, that has to be on maximum or the recirculation option. If you have it on normal, Or the fresh air option, you're just bringing in that hot human air, and it's not going to help anything. And the best part of all this is it doesn't waste gas. It doesn't waste one ounce. It has nothing to do with the gasoline consumption. This is strictly electrical, and it's just blowing the air into the car. So pop that thing as cold as you can get it and enjoy. My next customer is HJ. HJ's been coming to us for a long, long time. She's just an absolute sweetheart. And she asked a question, and I told her, I said, you've got to ask this on the show. Listen to what she has to say, and we got a pretty interesting response for her, too. HJ has a question for us. She lives in Florida. What is your question today? Can you tell me why when I go to a mechanic, I give him sound effects, and that sometimes tells him where my problem is? That's pretty simple. Uh, They can tell what your problem is because even though you're giving them the sound effects, if you ever really take notice, they're asking you other questions of what's going on with your car. And so they're putting the two and two together, and that's how they can find your uh, problem. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you're just tuning in, this is Pam Oaks, host of Car Care for the Clueless. Today we're talking to some of my customers with car care questions. And if you have any questions, uh, please... Go to our website, carecareforthecluelist.com, and uh, email us the question, and we'll answer them on the air, as many as we can. 
And also, if you have any other uh, questions regarding car care, just refer back to our archives on webtalkradio.net under Car Care for the Clueless, and you can catch up to where we're at. Like I said, where we're at today is questions from my customers at the shop in Florida. And you know it doesn't matter what profession it is. I'm sure all of us at one time or another have used sound effects to describe a problem that we're looking for a solution. She hit the nail on the head. How, how do you know? How do you know what I'm asking? Well, being professionals and being ASC certified, we are trained to look for problems every day. And after a period of time, each car has its own little idiosyncrasies, each model, each manufacturer. So when they give a sound along with a description, when the sound is made and under what conditions, well, we can have a pretty good idea where to start looking to save the consumer money and to save us time. I had an example actually the other day that a customer, he was complaining about a brake noise and he was making a noise and he says, it sounds like a mouse, squeak, squeak, squeaks. You know, I asked him the questions, does it when you're braking, while you're moving, while you're turning, you know, all these specific questions. And knowing that the specific vehicle that he had normally didn't make brake noise I was kind of curious to see what I was going to find, so I replicated his conditions. We uh, put it on the rack, and we looked. One of the brake rotors, it had custom rims on it, so you could actually see the rotors through the tires. One of the brake rotors uh, was discolored. hasn't been raining. We've been in a little drought down here, but if it had been, all four would have been discolored from the rainwater, which we'll get once in a while. And then you start thinking logically, Well, what situation have I personally had or had I seen in the past that would cause this discoloration creating this noise? And then it hit me. I said, well, I said, does this car, is it on the left side of the driveway and you had your sprinklers on? And look over his face. He's like, yes, it has been. I said, well, that explains it. I said, the left front of the car gets wet, right? He says, yes, that's where the walkway is and the edge of the driveway. And I says, perfect. I says, because... That it would explain the discoloration from the water hitting that particular rotor. The others are one color, the normal color. And this one's discolored orange-ish with uh, like a rust residue. And I says, that's from your uh, sprinkler system. Everything else checked out okay. I says, drive the car. I says, we can scuff it up a little bit with a little light sandpaper. I says, that'll help speed it up. I said, but you need to drive the car and see if you can reposition it away from that sprinkler. So just a little noise, some common sense. That's what you want. That's what you want from your tech, some common sense. You want a tech who's well-seasoned and has common sense and doesn't jump at the first thing. And you can tell. You can tell when you're talking to the tech. You can tell when you're talking to the service advisor what type of shop it is. Remember, uh, always get a second opinion if you're in doubt. Second opinion's not going to hurt. It's just going to confirm what you feel or... uh, it's going to tell you that illusion. Uh, it's going to give you an answer, and you can go on and get your car fixed. Well, it's that time in our program for our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. Been in the automotive field for the last 22 years in uh, automotive parts and the repair industry, and he's got an economically priced gadget for your car. I think it's a great idea. I think you will too after you hear from him, but I'm not going to uh, ruin his surprise, so let's give Peter a call, shall we? Hello, this is Peter. 
Hi, Peter. This is Pam. How you doing? Hi, Pam. How are you today? Good. Sound a little under the weather? Yeah, a little bit. Just the goofy allergies hitting, but other than that, we're still we're still plugging along. Oh, good. Well, I hope you're feeling better. I know yeah. there's a lot of allergies around nowadays. Yeah, it's just the fire season. They always kick they always kick my fanny. You know, during during this season, and then eventually towards the end of the summer, that goes away. There you go. Well, feel better, but meanwhile. Uh, your public awaits. They want to know what summer gadget you have in store for them today. Well, what we have today, uh, the gadget that I found is a cooler, but mm-hmm. it's not like an ice chest. And it actually it plugs into your cigarette lighter okay. in, the, in the car, uh-huh. and it's got a little fan on the inside, which activates some sort of refrigerant in there. And it blows cold air inside the ice chest itself. Okay. So it'll keep objects cold without having to put ice in it. Oh, okay. Well, that's better yet. Well, that is nice. So you could, instead of stopping at fast food restaurants or hitting the uh, mini mart at the gas station, you could put your uh, pop in the cooler and yep. snacks. And you can put snacks, pop, sandwiches, I mean, whatever you need to keep cold. Um, you can put it in there. It takes a, roughly about a day to get itself cooled down. It's not super efficient like a big refrigerator, like a household refrigerator, but mm-hmm. you, you can actually plug it in at home because they give you an adapter where you can plug it into the a wall socket, uh-huh. and you can let it run overnight. You can put your stuff in there and then just let it run overnight, and by the next morning everything is, you know, it's pretty cold, and then... Just before you're ready to leave, you unplug it, take it out to the car, and just put it in your spot where you need it. Plug it into uh, the cigarette lighter or one of those power outlets, wherever is convenient. Okay. And then it turns right back on, and it keeps keeps right on cooling. Wow. That's pretty neat because, you know, you could take that out while you're staying overnight in a motel or whatever and just plug it into the wall there in the room and... Exactly. That's a, and you don't have to. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to stop for ice every day or empty it out. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. It's all self-contained. There's no, you know, like the old ice chest where you have to have the drain valve oh, yeah. and all the wa- cold mm-hmm. water out. Put new ice in. You don't have to mess with any of that. Just plug it in, and it's all self-contained and all self-refrigerated. That's really nice. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good one I found. That's pretty interesting. That's good. You know, you can even. Good for families, yeah. yeah. And if you're even on a picnic, you can plug it in the car, or if you're so inclined, you're having a tailgate party, you had a generator, say, uh, you can plug it in the generator, it'll keep stuff cold there, too, because, you know, generators got regular plugs in there, too. So exactly. Multi-purpose and multi-function and very, very feasible for summer trips or just you know a sunday at the football game or you know tailgate at the baseball game or what have you how much do these go for uh actually they're fairly inexpensive for what they are they run around 50 bucks really wow and you know the size of the cooler is it a big cooler or just like a six-pack cooler no no it's fair it's fairly good size actually it's about two feet by three feet you know, oh, wow square and about Probably about two feet deep. It'll hold, you know, basically, size-wise, it'll hold two-liter bottles of pop in there. Uh-huh. And, you know, fairly Standing large up? jugs. And it's got, 
it's got plenty of room in there for all sorts of stuff. I mean, he obviously can't overpack it or it just kind of loses its efficiency because air's got to circulate. But, right. Um, I mean, but you can put soda pop bottles in there, you know, jars, you know, ketchup or mustard if you want, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Or snacks or sandwiches. Yeah, you put your snacks in there if you need something to keep cold, juice, I mean, whatever you need to keep cold in there, yeah, there's no ice needed whatsoever, so it's a great little invention they came up with. You know, that would pay for itself for a family, you know, if the family made their sandwiches and had their snacks and pop there, you know, after a couple of pit stops at a mini mart, you know, at the gas station, uh, everybody wants to get a, a pop or whatever, or just, you know, not having to stop at a fast food joint on the way through a town, right. you know, as you're traveling. Uh, just put, just no pun intended, but just pop one open and go ahead and pour them out, and everybody's got their drinks while you're still running. And yeah, you know, then if you need to get more soda, obviously you've got to stop. But uh-huh. other than that, I mean, you just put fill one up and then just put another one in there, and you know, within 24 hours, it'll be it'll be nice and cold for you. Wow, I'm glad that they didn't have this when I was growing up because my father power drove, and I mean, he would not stop. You had. <laughs> <laughs> he had a pit stop like every eight hours. I mean, the man yeah. just, I mean, he was on a mission and you, you drove. You told him you, you had to have a restroom break just after you had one because you knew your next one was going to be hours and hours and yeah. hours from then. Yes, we'll and stop at the next one. Oh, yeah, on well, the next one. one. We'll stop at the next one, yes, I know. <laughs> so you just prep yourself, yeah, you know? Yeah, I remember that, too. When oh, we were my kids. God. Dad, my dad hated to stop. He just wanted to drive and go home. We didn't take real long trips, you know, maybe 500 miles, mm-hmm. you know, when you go visit our grandma. But uh, yeah. other than that, you know, he, he really didn't like to stop unless it was just for gas, and I was, Hmm. Pretty much it, you know. If we had to, we had to, but yeah. Normally, he didn't like to. Well, that's funny. That is just too funny. Well, I feel sorry for those <laughs> kids who parents purchase one of these because they're not going to stop. Yeah. But then again, um, everybody's going to be saving money, and we'll be after getting maybe an extra souvenir. It adds up after a while, and you know, you're not using. You know, it's plugged in the car while the car's running, so you're not draining the battery or going to leave yourself stranded or anything like mm-hmm. that. It doesn't take a whole lot of power to run that thing, so. Wow. What, a, what an interesting idea. You don't want to leave it overnight, but. Well, know. no, you take it in the room with you. Yeah. What an interesting gadget. Yeah. And a cost-effective gadget at that, too. Yes. People would say a lot of, lot of money, and you can use it year after year, I'm sure. Yep, man. Obviously, it's not going to affect gas mileage for the car or none of that either. All it does is just draw a little electricity for the car while you're driving. It doesn't, basically, the car won't even know it's there. Wow. Well, thank you, Peter. And I know uh, our listeners thank you, too. What a a good idea. Well, you feel better with your allergies. Oh, we will. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on again. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, that's a pretty interesting gadget Peter found for us. Uh, and it's going to save a lot of families quite a bit of money, money to put back in their wallet for a summer vacation travel. What a neat idea. Well, you know, I can't believe that a half hour has passed. I hope all these little tidbits helped you this week. And most of all, I hope this program has helped you. And, and you know, look in our past programs in the archive section of Car Care for the Clueless on webtalkradio.net. And you can catch up to see what we've talked about in the past. Please take advantage of it. And it's going to save you money 
And when it saves you money, you get to put that in your wallet, build on it, and make sure that car makes you money and you're not putting money into it. Up and coming topic, Quest by listeners' emails included, which next week's going to be really neat. Everybody's got a extra dial on their instrument panel, and it's numbered 1 through 9, and it sits next to the speedometer. This is called a tachometer. One of our emailers asked us, I mean, is there any real use for a tachometer? And we're going to be talking about that next week. Please remember, tune in to Car Care for the Clueless on Web Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. If you have any car care questions you would like to have answered on the show, please email me. Go to our website, carcarefortheclueless.com. And if you'd like to purchase my book, Car Care for the Clueless, or how you can make money while maintaining your vehicle, go to our website again at carcarefortheclueless.com. Or you can go download it. It's available in paperback. You can put it on your digital media or your Kindle. You name it, it's there. And it's there to help you. Helping you that you too can be a savvy car care consumer. Until next week, take care.